This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are still in our awesome series, Don't Stop Now. We have guest pastor, Pastor Evan Richard with The Ramp Church, Texas, bringing us an awesome word today. What about Jonah? We hope you enjoy. Praise the Lord, everyone. We're so grateful this morning. It's another day the Lord allowed us to come into his house and worship once again. My name is Pastor Evan Risher, and I'm the proud pastor of the Ramp Church, Texas, and I'm so humbled and honored to be with this great congregation uh, this morning virtually. Um, If you love your pastor, can you make some noise right in your living room, right in your house for Pastor Corey Hines? Come on, make some noise for Lady Renee Hines. And right where you are, you ought to give yourself a big hand clap. God bless you. It's so good to be here at Heavenly Gospel at HG with, with family. And so thank you so much for the extended invitation. Real quick, I won't be before you long. Let's go to the book of Jonah, chapter number one. And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Jonah, chapter number one, beginning at verse one. And this is what the word of the Lord declares. The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went on board hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. But the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. But all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hold. Father, we thank you so much for this word. We thank you for this moment, this opportunity, this privilege to share your word virtually. God, we thank you, Lord God, that this word is going to fall on good ground change what we cannot change in ourselves and give us the strength to keep going in spite of what it looks like it's in jesus name i pray and all of god's people said amen for just a quick moment i want to speak to you from the topic what about jonah what about jonah Today we find ourselves in a very familiar passage of scripture about a man by the name of Jonah. Though the book of Jonah can be categorized as being one of the minor prophets, uh, not because he was minor, uh, but the reason why he was considered as one of the minor prophets is because, uh, not because of his anointing, but because of the width of the book. Because the life, ministry, and anointing of Jonah was not minor at all. In fact, all of us in here could benefit from the story in a major way. 
The correct pronunciation of Jonah's name in the Hebrew is actually Yonah, which simply means the dove. The Bible lets us know that he was the son of a man by the name of Amittai, uh, which means, which name means my truth in the Hebrew tongue. And the reason why I like to give definitions in both the Hebrew and the Greek language is because when dealing with the Word of God, these two are the primary languages uh, that you would use for both the Old and New Testament. And so sometimes in order for us to get a true uh, understanding of what it is and who it is we're reading about, we must get to the root or to the origin, if you will, uh, to understand from which it came from. The Bible says in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 3, verse 16, that as soon as Jesus was baptized and came out of the water, the Bible says that the heavens were opened, watch this, and the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Now, as you can see, the Holy Spirit is likened to a dove in scripture, and a dove is an emblem of purity and harmlessness. In fact, it was a dove that God used during, uh, at the time of the flood, uh, at the days of Noah, uh, when it was brought back an olive branch to let Noah know that the land was now dry. His father, Amatai's name means truth. And uh, Jesus lets us know in John chapter 14 uh, that I am the way, the truth, and the life. I promise you I'm going somewhere. And so it's fair to say that Jonah is the son of truth. But not only is he the son of truth, but he is also the son of his spirit. And I want you to know that anytime you have truth collide with spirit, it will always give birth to the purpose that God has for your life. And just like Jonah, I want you to know uh, that all of us in this room were born, those of you that are watching online, sitting in your living room, all of us were born on purpose, in purpose, and for a purpose. Uh, that's why the fish couldn't swallow Jonah up, and that's why the fish could not kill him uh, when he was in the belly of the fish. Because I want you to know, HG, you cannot die when God's purpose is on your life. Some of you ought to be convinced by now that God's purpose is on your life because there were plenty of opportunities for God to take you up out of here. But, God, but because God has purpose on your life, he delayed the grave and told death to behave because purpose is on your life. You ought to high five your own self and say, I got purpose on my life. I got purpose on my life. That's why. I couldn't be aborted. That's why I survived the car accident. That's why the abuse couldn't take me out because I was born on purpose, in purpose, and for a purpose. In other words, you're not here by accident. You're not anybody's mistake. You, In fact, you were God's idea before the foundations of the world. In other words, before God created the heavens and the earth, you were already on the mind of God. Before he created the devil, you were already a thought of God. 
Tell somebody at your house, I'm God's idea. I'm God's idea. In other words, you you may not like me, but I'm God's idea. You you may not agree with me all the time, but I'm God's idea. I, I was architecturally conceived in the noggin and the mind of God. In other words, look at somebody, tell them, I'm supposed to be here. Jonah had purpose. He was on purpose, in purpose, and for a purpose. And that purpose was to simply go to Nineveh. That was his purpose. But his assignment was to prophesy the destruction of Nineveh. For the Bible lets us know that Nineveh was a wicked city with wicked people. So watch this. His purpose was to go, but his assignment was to prophesy. Many of us confuse fulfilling our purpose with fulfilling our assignment. But I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that they're not the same. Because anyone can show up to the classroom, but it's up to the student to turn in the homework. May I suggest to you this morning, H.G., that you will never know God's purpose for your life until you finish your assignment. Even if you're in the classroom with everybody else, you can't graduate and go to the next level until you first complete your assignment. And one of the worst things, Jamie, one of the worst things, Chelsea, a teacher could ever do is pass a student who never turns in their homework. One of the worst things a teacher could ever do is pass a student knowing they're not ready for the next level. And could it be that God is holding some of us back? He's holding some of us back a grade because we haven't finished our assignment. Because the truth of the matter is, is many of us are still flunking tests that we should have graduated from by now. And God loves us so much to where he would rather hold us back a grade to save our life. Because promotion, promotion before God's timing can be dangerous. And so God tells Jonah, go to Nineveh. But the Bible says, you know the story, if you ever attended you know, Sunday school or vacation Bible school, you know the story. God tells him to go to Nineveh. But the Bible says that Jonah gets up. And he goes in the opposite direction. The Bible says he went down to Joppa. And he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket. And the Bible said he, he went on board. Hoping to escape from the Lord. Sailing to Tarshish. And we always talk about the fact that Jonah ran and. And went in the opposite direction yeah. 
But the real question this morning is, why? Why did he go in the opposite direction? Was it uh, that Jonah was afraid? Was it because he just didn't feel like it? Was it because he just wanted to be flat out rebellious? And the truth of the matter is the answer to all of those questions is neither. The reason why Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh was because he knew that God was rich in mercy. The reason why he didn't want to go to Nineveh is because he knew that God would forgive the people of Nineveh. And so he was angry because he knew that God would show them mercy after he would have to prophesy their destruction. I can't blame Jonah because if it was me, I would have said, God, what's the point? Why would you want me to prophesy destruction when at the end of the day, you're going to give them mercy? But I want you to know, HG, I want you to know, those of you that are watching online, hear me. I'm almost done. Because I don't believe you have to be long to be strong. I want you to know today that you don't always have to understand why you're being obedient. Because it's through your obedience that God will bring you clarity. <sighs> he told Abraham, he said, go and I'll show you. It seems like to me that God will, it seemed like to me that, that it, it, it would make more sense if he said, here it is, I'm showing you, now go. But he tells Abraham, go and I'll show you. And I'm afraid that many of us are missing so many opportunities, so many divine moments, so many God moments, if you will, because before we are obedient, we got to give God a whole bunch of questions. But tell somebody, just be obedient. Because it's in your obedience to God that clarity will begin to be revealed. So the Bible says that Jonah, he gets on board. He gets on board, watch this, and God sends a storm. Not the devil, but God. Can I help you? Every storm in your life is not the enemy. Every challenging moment is not the enemy. Every moment of adversity is not the devil. Sometimes God sends a storm for a purpose. Isn't that something how the hurricane of Katrina years ago, the word Katrina meaning purification. Isn't that something? That right before the Mardi Gras, God sent purification. Y'all not talking. Because every storm is not the devil. But some storms come to purify. 
some storms they they come to refine if you will they they come to make you they come to shape you they come to develop your character and what I've learned is to stop rejecting what God has allowed some storms are sent to make you stronger in this case God sent the storm because someone he called went in the opposite direction oh God of who God had called him to be he went in the opposite direction in other words he went a whole nother way and God sent the storm I know it sounds tragic but to be honest with you, if you look at, look at it from a different perspective, if you look at it from a different lens, I look at it as love. Yeah. Oh, God. Don't you know that God is crazy about you? <laughs> oh, don't you know that God is, is, is stubborn about you? Listen, God loves you so much to the point he will bust up your plans. He will bust up your groove just to get your attention. You could be in the car smoking something you shouldn't be smoking, doing something you shouldn't be doing, drinking something you shouldn't be drinking, and all of a sudden on 105.7, glory to God, it started out as quiet storm, but all of a sudden here comes Donna McClurkland. Here comes Marvin Sapp on the radio because God wants to get your attention. He's crazy about you. He'll let the bottom fall out of an idea just to get your attention. Glory to God. And so he loved Jonah so much that he sent a storm. He sent a storm. He sent a storm. God would do whatever he deems necessary just to get your attention. Uh, my older brother James, he, he had a desire to get married. <clears throat> he wanted to get married so bad. And uh, he said, Evan, I just can't seem to find the right person. <clears throat> I can't seem to find the right woman for my life. And so uh, I, I said, well, what's happening? He said, well, every time I invite a young lady out to eat, it just doesn't work out. Uh, it's hard to find the right person. And uh, he was so focused on getting married, so focused on finding the one. He was, he was, he was scheduling or arranging dates, and sometimes the woman wouldn't even show up to the table. He was frustrated because everything that he was trying to put into relationships, it was not being reciprocated. And finally, the Lord had me share a word with him and said, James, I said, James, the reason why the Lord has not sent the one yet is because he's trying to reveal to you how you treat him through the things that you want. In other words, every time you said that you was going to pray. Every time you said that you was going to go to church. Every time you said that you was going to go to Bible study. God said I was at the dinner table. 
waiting for you to show up. But you never came. Sometimes God will use what he wants to speak what he needs. Sent the storm. The Bible says that when the storm came, the men on board, the sailors, they were fearing for their life. They were fearing for their life. And they started throwing things overboard. Now, most of the time, we like to focus in on Jonah in the text. But I didn't come to talk about Jonah this morning. I came to talk about the sailors. I came to talk about the people in whom we often overlook, who were minding their own business, working to provide for their family. And all of a sudden, they had to encounter a storm that had nothing to do with them. They encountered a storm that had everything to do with who they were connected to. In other words, some of us this morning are just like the sailors. We're just like the sailors. We're going through things. We're, we're experiencing challenges and storms and obstacles that weren't even our assignment. And it's all because we allowed the wrong people on our ship. The Bible says that they started throwing everything overboard. Everything overboard. In other words, you can take this, you can take that, you can take this, you can take that, here's this, here's that, here's this, here's that. We're constantly lightening the load of our ship. But the question that God is asking this morning is what about Jonah? Isn't that something? How God doesn't want everything that you're throwing overboard. But he wants the one thing that you feel as though you can't live without. He wants the one thing that you feel as though you can't survive without. I don't know what your Jonah is, HG. I don't know who your Jonah is. I don't know how long you've had to deal with Jonah. Glory to God. I don't know how long you had to deal with that one thing that God wants. But I want you to know this morning, that you can't go forward until you throw it overboard. In other words, God is calling for some extreme sacrifices 
For some of you, Jonah may be a relationship. For some of you, Jonah may be a a ministry. For some of you, Jonah may be a workplace. For some of you, Jonah may be a BFF, an Ace Ace Bukun that you done rode with all of your life. For some of you, whatever your Jonah is, God said, are you willing to give it to me in exchange for glory? Bible says that the men got together because after they threw everything overboard, nothing worked. What you're in right now has nothing to do with something that you did, but it has everything to do with who you refuse to let go of. What you have or who you have on board, is it worth the storm that you're in right now? The series this month is Don't Stop Now. But the truth of the matter is, if you're not willing to release Jonah, you won't ever get started. If you're not willing to release Jonah, you will become stagnant. You will become paralyzed. You will become stuck where you are. I know the series is Don't Stop Now, but if you don't let your Jonah go, you won't ever get started. So the Bible says that Jonah was asleep Isn't that something? How you could be going through a storm and the people who are freeloading from you. (laughs) He was at the bottom of the ship just freeloading. It wasn't his ship, but isn't that something how you could be going through crisis and the people in your house are just sleeping? You could be going through financial crisis. You could be going through a health crisis. You could be going through a job crisis, if you will, and it seems like you're the only person concerned. It's time to release people from your ship that God never assigned to you. What is your Jonah? Who is your Jonah? What is your Jonah? And who is your Jonah? Because until you identify who or what your Jonah is, you'll never become who God has called you to be. Purposely, I didn't holler, I didn't cue up the organ, I didn't cue up the keyboard or the drums because I wanted this moment to be a sober moment for you to really take a self-inventory of the things that you've allowed in your life and on your ship that's keeping you from being who God has called you to be. Is it worth it? Are they worth it? Who, what, 
is your Jonah. What is your Jonah? I'm telling you right now. Those of you that are watching right now, I'm telling you. The storm that you're experiencing has nothing to even do with you. It has everything to do with who you've allowed yourself to be connected to. So right there in your homes, I just want you to lift up your hands and just begin to worship God in your living room. Worship God in your bedroom. Worship God in your workplace. And as your hands are lifted in this posture, this is the posture of surrender. When, when your hands are in this posture, it's a sign to God that I'm letting go of it. Listen, whatever your it is, that's not my business. But you know who your Jonah is. You know what your Jonah is. And if you're ready to let it go, let them go. I just want you to lift your hands right where you are. Come on, just worship God with the fruit of your lips. Come on. Come on, this is not a TV previewing. Come on. This is not, this is not a reality television show. Right where you are, I just want you to lift up your hands and begin to worship God. And say, God, whatever it is you want me to let go of, whatever it is you need me to let go of, Lord, I surrender. If you've been able to accomplish this much, being halfway surrendered, could you imagine what God wants to do through a vessel that's fully surrendered? Come on, lift up your hands right where you are. Come on, lift up a sound right where you are. worship right there I stopped looking at back then I let go and I let God let God have his way and that's when things started happening when I threw Jonah overboard I stopped looking at back then I let go and I let go. Let God have his way. I think the verse says something like this. I couldn't seem to fall asleep. There was so much on my mind. I was searching for that peace. The peace I could not find But then I kneeled down to pray Pray, help me please He said that you don't have to cry Cause I'll supply 
all your needs as soon as I stop. Yeah, worry it out. I let go and I let God. I let God. Come on, sing it at home. That's when, that's Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Say, when I let go, yeah. And I let God. Let God have his. Some of you that are watching right now. Some of you, you feel so distant from God. But I want you to know that you're one Jonah away from being as close to God as you ever wanted to be. If you're not saved, if you haven't accepted Christ into your life, I'm not asking you, have you ever joined somebody's church? I'm not asking you, have you ever been baptized? I'm asking you, if you've accepted Christ, do you know that you're saved? Listen, God may not come back for another thousand years, but he just may come back for you on 820. He may just come back for you on 35 today. So if you don't know Christ and you desire to know him, I want you to connect with this ministry. I want you to connect with this church. They have individuals who are ready to pray with you, ready to disciple you. If you're looking for a church home, this is one of the best churches in Fort Worth with one of the greatest leaders that you could be under. If you're looking for a church home, I need you to email us. I need you to DM us. I need you to send us a message right now to our e-family. If you want to connect, I want you to join right now. Send us an email. Send us a message. We want to get connected with you. We want to hear about you accepting Christ today. This is the best decision that you could ever make. Listen, right where you are, I'm a firm believer that after the word has been sown, that you sow a word, sow a seed today into the word. The Bible says if you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. But if you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. Listen, I want everyone that's watching, I want you to get a $20 seed in your hand. The giving options are on the screen right now. I want you to get a $20 seed in your hand and I want you to sow into this new season. We're in the eighth month, which means new beginnings. In other words, I'm not carrying Jonah into my new season. And so what is this $20 seed for a pastor? I'm sowing this $20 seed into my new season, a new seed and a new season for a new place if that's you the given options are on the screen come on so now so now into the word so now while the opportunity presents itself and your life will never be the same but god bless you i pray that you enjoyed this word today i pray that it spoke to your heart Whatever, whoever your Jonah is, let it go because it will 
be worth it. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. We hope you really enjoyed today's message. If you did, here's your opportunity to partner with us on today. You can partner by giving via Cash App, dollar sign, Heavenly Gospel Church, or go to hglovespeople.com, press the give button and give whatever amount that you would love to give on today. Again, be blessed and thank you for tuning in.